Good morning, Auburn, and welcome into another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, or uh, however you may be joining us today. We are Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971 here at WEGL. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex from around the world. However you may be tuning in today, whether that be on ter- terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at weaglefm.com or uh, after the fact on Transistor, listening to our podcast or watching us on Eagle Eye, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive time morning show. And with that, we are broadcasting live, as always, from the WEGL studios here in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a lovely 50 degrees and sunny on this chilly Tuesday morning, welcoming you into Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you doing today? Feeling good. It's a little chilly outside. You got to wear a jacket today. It is. I uh, regret not putting my gloves on this morning. It's not going to be that chilly for that long, so maybe the gloves might. You might have regretted them later on. But each their own. It's supposed to get around 70 from what my Alexa told me. Mm, 70. Quite comfortable. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that at any point in the next two hours, you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you would like to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. And our dedicated team of call screeners will handle your inquiry. Uh... Thank you to everybody who has supported the show on Twitter so far. Great feedback from uh, some people yesterday. So anything you feel so inclined to share with us, you can over at CDISCAU. Once again, that is C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. Check it out if you have not already. That's where the show lives on the Internet. Uh, we want to remind you that we are streaming on WEGLFM.com. If you'd like to listen there, if you cannot make it to a, a radio, um, so just head over to WEGLFM.com, click on the boom box, and you'll be able to listen to the whatever is coming out of the radio transmitter 24 hours a day uh, from your computer or phone. Uh, we got some great stuff coming up on the station today, including Will Root's Why So Serious show. That'll be later on tonight, so... Get excited for that if you're uh, ready to listen to some great music from music director Will Root. We also, as always, have our two hours of rock music coming on after Compact Discourse this morning. Um, Great selection there. Uh, It's the same playlist that plays for the two hours before Compact Discourse. So if you ever tune in early and hear some of the great stuff that plays before the show, it's going to continue for a few hours after the show today and every day. So we're looking forward to listening to that. And then uh, you can also listen at noon for some local music. And how that that area has been filled out. JP and Will Root have been working hard to fill up the local music block with um, over two hours of content. So you never know what's going to pop up in that section. And then uh, the Folk and Country hours will be from 1 to 5 p.m. today. So... Plenty of great stuff coming up on WEGL, so be sure to keep the dial right here on the station. And with that, we will uh, 
jump right into the show today. Uh, we can talk about Monday Night Football to kick off the show. It was uh, the Seahawks and the New Orleans Saints who went at it in a defensive struggle. New Orleans comes out on top in that one. 13-10 to 10 go the Saints over the Seahawks after uh, uh, both teams exchanged field goals in the second half. Saints improved to 4-2. and two. Seattle drops to 2-5 and five and winless at home as they continue to struggle uh, without their quarterback. Uh, so they were dealing with Geno Smith, who had limited success in that game against Jameis Winston's Saints. Uh, Jameis Winston, 19 for 35. 200 yards and a touchdown in that one. Geno Smith, 12 for 22 with 167 yards. And a touchdown. Alvin Kamara was your leading rusher on the night, but he only had 51 yards. He's also your leading receiver. 10 receptions for 128 and a touchdown. So a uh, relatively unimpressive Monday night football game, if you ask me, as uh, the New Orleans Saints win a defensive struggle over the Seattle Seahawks. Did you watch that, Davis? I was too busy watching some movies Movies. Last night. I think you might uh, might be familiar with them. I Haunted think, yeah. Mansion. I saw a little bit of what was it? Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah, it was it was Phantom of the Megaplex. It was another another film that we uh, ended up watching last night, um, which I'm sure we can talk about later on in the show. But uh, for now, I'm going to jump over to the weather for today. Like you mentioned, uh, it is 50 degrees right now. A little brisk outside. Um, the high is 71, mm. like you mentioned. So I think when the sun comes out, or it's, it's uh, out for long enough, it will warm up the air long enough to get up to a comfortable room temperature of 71. But the low is 48, which I think is one of the lowest lows we've seen so far this year. So plan accordingly. Um, and then reminder that the uh, football game this Saturday might have similar weather. So, you know. Plan accordingly if you want to pack out the student section against Ole Miss on Saturday. Be sure to wear orange and um, stay warm because we don't want a repeat of what we had two years ago during the Ole Miss game. Uh, Today it's going to get up to about 70 degrees in the afternoon when the sun uh, stays out for long enough to warm up the air. And then later on when the sun goes away, sunset is at 5.56 p.m. tonight, the Cold will come back as you are looking at an overnight temp of 51 degrees with a 4% chance of rain tonight. Humidity is 93% today, so uh, get your defroster ready on your car is what that means. And I think that's going to do it for your weather report. It's getting colder, and uh, I know Davis likes it because he can wear more of his clothes. Is that right? Yeah, I have a lot of jackets and pullovers in my closet but I also just like the cold I like it when I'm not the possibility of sweating in the day is not happening mm. just walking around it's refreshing yes I like the like the nice cold feel on my face call me crazy but I like the cold I think I just might <laughs> Chris what are your thoughts on the cold oh yeah welcome into the show Chris Tobias I'm here now how you doing buddy I'm good <clears throat> I like the cold yeah that's good to hear. Yeah. No, well, lot lot to add on that one. Not much to add to it. I like the cold. <laughs> Why do you like the cold? It feels good. I saw snow for the first time last winter when I went up to Iowa 
and I felt I felt great in the snow. There is a point where it's too cold. I'm not like all Frigid. cold's all good, but like there's a point where like where it's so cold it starts to hurt your throat. That's when I'm not a fan. It's the most wonderful. But it time is the most wonderful time of the year. Of the year. There's, there's not a song about that for summer, Jack. Did you ever think of that? Yes, it is. It's called Jimmy Buffett's entire discography. Oh, I'm talking about the little words. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's for Christmas, not for summer. It's about Christmas. Yeah. Um, which in the Southern Hemisphere is during the summer. <laughs> yeah. That song wasn't made in the Southern Hemisphere. So, but it could be about you don't think the bottom half of the world celebrates Christmas like that? What to them, they associate the feelings of the holiday season the same way we associate we're not in the southern hemisphere the way we associate summer with like Fourth of July. We're not in the southern hemisphere, yeah, but people in Australia are. We're not if this show was made for people in Australia, then maybe. Right. I'd change my tune, but this is... I doubt we have any Australians, no offense, listening in. I think you need to check your prejudice. What? <laughs> <laughs> if we started talking about Christmas in Australia, I, I'd, I'd, change, I'd change my tone to fit that. But we're talking about Christmas here. Cold. Love it. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'm out of the cold. Don't like it. What? You're like a snake. Like a lizard. It's uh, like a sit in the sit on a rock in the sun. It's an ectotherm would be the uh, technical term, uh, not to be confused with ecto cooler, which is the uh, the Ghostbusters flavor of high C juice. <laughs> I think Ghostbusters might be the next movie we have to watch, uh, Davis. Interesting. Hey, you free tonight? Hey, we'll see. Uh, actually, no, we're not. Uh oh. But uh, I think we could talk about the Halloween movies that we watched last night and a whole lot more on the other side of a quick break. So don't go anywhere. We are Compact Discourse hanging out with you on a Tuesday morning, a chilly Tuesday morning, as we get along with our Halloween and get excited for the weekend festivities, including Auburn versus Ole Miss and, of course, Halloween coming up on Sunday. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in about two minutes with some more Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. And however you are joining us today, we thank you for doing so on this uh, chilly Tuesday morning. I'm Jack Hardorn alongside Davis and Chris Tobias welcoming you in to the Tuesday edition of Compact Discourse. Plenty to get to today and a lot to talk about as we are enjoying our Halloween so far. Just five days away now is Halloween, so getting very excited for uh, the spookiest day of the year. And uh, moving into November, as uh, it's fast approaching, as, Hall- uh, as no- October has already flown by, I would say. Um, so a little bit of news I'd like to talk about before we, uh, we move on to the Halloween festivities is that uh, this happened yesterday, kind of a surprise to me, although I wasn't exactly keeping a close eye on the situation, but Auburn did indeed hang a Aubie championship banner on campus yesterday on the side of the Harold Meldon Student Center. You doing Foley work over there, Davis? I'm working on signing you in. 
So Auburn now has a championship banner on campus uh, honoring its favorite tiger. This uh, this article was uh, put together by Justin Lee of the Auburn of Palika News. Uh, you can find a image of the Aubie championship banner there if you are not able to come out to the Harold Mountain Student Center and take a look at it yourself. The university ha- hung a banner listing Aubie's uh, UCA National Championships on Monday on the southwest corner of the Melton Student Center on campus. Auburn's mascot, Aubie, has won national championships at the Universal Cheerleaders Association College Competition in 1991, 95, 96, 99, 03, 06, 2012, 2014, 2016, and now most recently in 2021. Auburn topped Tennessee's Smokey for the best score at the championships competition this spring, and Auburn's mascot, Aubie, holds the ro- uh, the record for the most UCA national championships. Aubrey Aubrey was in 2006 inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame, which was founded by the original Philadelphia Phillies, Philly fanatic, David Raymond. Hmm. Aubrey was among the first college mascots to be inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame, joining Bucky Badger from Wisconsin and Delaware's UD in the first induction class to feature college mascots in 2006. How about that? It's pretty cool. National champion Aubrey the Tiger is finally getting the recognition he deserves. Do you think it's the the head bob that really got it there? The I think yeah, I think the head bob um he does some good uh I think you were doing it yesterday uh when you were imitating the the French guy and his horse. He does a lot of good like he's very emotive without uh without without speaking. Yes, as cuz Albi cannot speak or chooses not to speak. I don't know what the official story is. But uh, Avi is, of course, uh, one one of the best parts of the game day experience. Do you have any uh, funny Avi moments on campus you can recall? At uh, one of the games, was it one of the games I've been to in the last two years? I know, super helpful, right? But when he was surfing the crowd, uh, and he fell, that was pretty funny. It was pretty mm-hmm. silly, and he played it off like a champ. Then I think at the last home game, he fell into the bushes, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, Avi was spotted in those tearing up his, <coughs> his, um, his fur uh, as, he, as he fell into the, uh, fell, you know, into the bushes. Uh, so, yeah, Avi is the best. He was dressed up as a Piggly Wiggly employee at the Arkansas game. Like, that's funny. Love he was it. wearing bacon. Love it. He was wearing bacon. It looked weird, but it was funny. <laughs> um, I always... Uh, enjoy seeing Aubie in his little vehicle, kind of getting carted around campus. That that like Polaris uh, golf cart with the spe- the sound system. I've th- seen him he... sitting front seat in an SUV a few times, which is pretty funny. Chris and I have seen that funny visual at a red light. He was just in someone's Subaru Forester <laughs> taking taking a turn. Yeah, sometimes you'll be driving ar- <laughs> near campus and he- you'll just see him in a car, just chilling. Just what do you think he's car. listening to? Chief Keef? No. Oh. No. What do you think he's listening to? Flaccavelli. Avi uh, loves Flaccavelli. He does. He's listening to something that's going to keep him hype. He's got to shake the head, you know? Practicing for this weekend. <laughs> that's going to be you, Davis. You get. It's Halloween. I can feel my so hair shaking. You should get an. You should find an Avi mask or something, and you should find Avi and do his moves to him and see how you would react. He'd probably go like, 
Davis is emoting right now. If you, I, that's that's, that's this, exclusive to YouTube. You got to watch that audio one. medium. I know you can't. I'm now see learning the that. Yeah, Avi would not be a great guest on this show. Um, <laughs> he might be here right now. He wouldn't even know. Avi's <laughs> also paid us a visit here at the station a number of times. I know one of our favorite uh, pictures here at Weagle is Avi yeah. sitting in the station manager's office uh, recreating. A picture from the 1970s. I believe you can even find that one over on our website. It's also our Facebook uh, header image if you'd like to check that one out. Yeah, that was from two years ago. That was a pretty cool memory. That's, that's a pretty iconic shot from my time here at, at Weagle. One of the one of the defining images of uh, of my tenure here. Um, he's also <coughs> has a bad habit of, of crashing our events whenever we're out on the campus for uh, for heyday. So I mean. It it's uh it's never a it's never a dull time when Obby shows up. I I am very impressed with uh the friends of Obby for keeping the the character and uh, the the friend of Obby you know so so refreshing because every time you see him he's up to something new. He's always wearing a new gag. Yeah, he's a, got a gag. got a different Hawaiian shirt or like a funny hat on. You know, it's great. We love Obby. I can't. I guarantee he's gonna dress like Dune or something this weekend. You think he's gonna dress up like? Timothy Chalamet. I bet he will. I mean, that's that's pretty hot off the presses right now. He's, I'm trying to. He he's used, gonna wear Dune. He usually has like a funny pun based on the opposing team's like uh, mascot. Uh, it's kind of hard to. You do think it he's with. gonna dress up like a fisherman? They're not because they're the sharks. They're not the sharks. They're the rebels. Or a bear hunter? No, they're the sharks. Their mascot's the shark. I said that to Jack one day, and he told me that's not true. <laughs> the land sharks. They're sharks, man. I've seen that shark. Um, I will say that one time we played Vanderbilt, and he uh, he he wheeled out this giant door and started throwing these big pieces of cardboard through it. And I was like, "What are those?" And he held one up, and it was a giant comma, like the part comma of door, the part of speech. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, like, uh, like that's pretty funny. Who else would come up with that but Obby? Um, so I, I think Big Al could never. Yeah, I mean we're spoiled. Once again, we talked about this yesterday. You know, we we don't realize how cool Auburn is until you go other places and see how boring their other stuff is. You know, you think he's gonna dress like Abraham Lincoln? Mmm, that'd be kind of that'd be cool. That'd be uh, I'd like that. Bit be a fan. Uh, like <laughs> Penn State's lion. Remember how weird that was? That was he when was he started so boring. When he started singing. What? Yeah, the the Penn State Lions started singing. Like it actually started singing, or it mind like pantomime. It, it, it was it was it was. No, uh, I think he was singing. What? No, he he was singing along with a song. He just held the really microphone weird. up to his agape mouth. <laughs> Again, vi- yes, audio medium. But if you can imagine, that's a like, funny visual you just had. You, you're a, missing if you listen to audio. A mouth wide enough to fit a baseball in, like just. Open, standing there, fake singing while the dance team is dancing behind him. Remind me a lot of like the videos you see of BYU. Where they're like, "Look how cool our mascot is. He does a bunch of flips, but without the flips." Of course, of course. Well, we love Obby, and we're uh, <laughs> excited to see him uh, very soon, especially this weekend against Ole Miss. Uh, the Ole Miss Rebels are coming to town to take on the Auburn Tigers. In a much-anticipated football game, a game that I don't think a lot of people expected to be uh, this high-profile at the start of the season, but it's shaping up to be 
one of the three best games on the college football schedule this weekend. Are they going to dice us up? We might dice them up. Their defense isn't very good themselves. Neither is ours. But their offense is a lot more high-powered consistently. So, we'll have to see. I I don't know, man. Bo Nix is going, going off. This will be a chess match to be sure, because a lot. I mean, we got we got a lot of powerful pieces on both sides of the field, so it's just going to be about how the coaches, the technicians on the sidelines, you know, utilize them. I think, I think there's enough talent to to win on both sides of the field. So I think it's going to come down to the decision making and the execution and who wants it more. Um, this did not look. It looks like it was going to be a heavy Ole Miss favorite game for most of a season, but. Um, after the performance of Auburn coming off a of bye week, being at home, uh, <coughs> Vegas has declared this a push. You know, it's a it's a pick 'em. There's no line, so uh, Vegas likes the Tigers in that sense. So we are excited for that one. We got all your game day information coming up later on in the show, including it is a wear orange game and it will be cold. So that's about if you had to know anything, that's about all you need to know. So we're gonna hit a quick break when we come back. We're going to continue the Halloween festivities and uh, keep chatting here on Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Auburn's only student-run morning show since 1971. We are WEGL, celebrating 50 years of radio. We are a uh, rare medium done well, as we like to say. So keep it right here on WEGL. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Chris and Davis. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, Eagle TV. However you are maybe joining us today, we welcome you and thank you for doing so. We want to remind you that we are available as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just look, uh, look up for Compact Discourse and we're right there. Uh, you can listen to the episodes, PSA break free, wherever you get your podcasts and uh interact with the show after the fact it's a lot of fun and listen to it on your own time so at cdiscau is how you can get to us if you would like to do that we are on twitter um and yeah we're looking forward to having a great rest of the week and getting excited for halloween coming up this weekend uh it's the bottom of the hour 8 34 a.m so we're going to get to your weather report real quick it has warmed up just a little bit since we started the show. It's 52 degrees and sunny outside today on the 26th of October. It's yeah, The high is still 71 for today, so uh, it may get up to around 70 if the sun continues to stay out for the day. And then it may get down to 51 after the sun sets tonight at 5.53 p.m. after that. The clouds will roll in. We'll have about a 4% chance of rain and an overnight temp of 51 degrees, about where we started off this morning. So that is your weather report for the uh, 26th of October, uh, right here at 8.30 a.m. So we'll jump right into uh, the chat for today, which uh, is spooky. 
spooky talk. Davis, I know we, uh, on a whim, decided to watch a scary movie last night. I know you've been watching a lot of scary movies for, for Through the Lens, but... This one might have been the scariest of them all. I think I think this is the most challenging psychological thriller you could have you could have asked for. Um, that of course was the American horror comedy film directed by Robert Minkoff, The Haunted Mansion, released in two thousand three, uh, and is loosely based on the Disney attraction of the same name, uh, according to the to this article. Um, it stars Eddie Murphy as a realtor. Who becomes trapped in the uh, the eponymous haunted mansion? Mm. I was uh, talking about that word last night on my show. It's a great <laughs> word. So uh, I really enjoyed this movie. However, I'm seeing this movie came out on November 26th. Mm. How did they miss that opportunity so bad? Maybe delays or something is my best guess because I feel like Disney's smart enough, even back then when they weren't as gigantic, to get a movie out a halloween movie out during halloween Mm -hmm. so oh my goodness the music was made by mark mancina so uh we watched this movie the haunted mansion last night and i gotta say i really enjoyed it i quite enjoyed it too it was very silly it was very uh i mean not i don't want to say it was scary like there was a few parts that if i was a kid i'd be terrified it didn't keep me up at night or anything but The mausoleum scene, the uh, the costumes that those skeleton people were wearing were pretty scary. That's what I have to say. I agree. Pretty pretty unsettling. So if you've not watched this film, uh, it is uh, like I said, it is loosely based on the the Disney attraction called the Haunted Mansion, which is a uh, a dark ride where you sit on an omni mover uh, and get kind of carted through a uh, well a haunted mansion. Where there's a lot of robot ghosts singing and talking to you and and funny, it's it's basically a a, a big toolbox where Disney can show off all of their exciting uh, special effects uh, in a controlled environment. So there are a lot of jokes and effects and uh, the like that are present in the ride, but there's not really a plot. So the uh, the haunted mansion was tasked with the movie was was tasked with coming up with a plot for this for this ride based film and i thought it was pretty good i um i think i enc- i would encourage you to check it out if you want a uh, a very spooky movie to watch for the halloween season um it had some very funny moments and if you're a disciple of the ride you may uh you may just notice a lot of good references to the ride including uh the clock that strikes 13 the uh, the hanging ghost from the rafters, and uh, even the hitchhiking ghost, which I think Chris w- that was the funniest joke in the movie for Chris was was the hitchhiking ghost. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's silly, I swear that silly, guy was looking at me. It's a silly goofy movie. <laughs> it was silly. Um, it has it has good comic relief. It is it is quite serious in some moments. Um, if I had to make a big if I had to make one like bold criticism writ large about that film is that it has like tone issues okay like i would say it, it's very serious in some aspects but in, in at the at the same time it's a, it's a silly wacky eddie murphy slapstick comedy just set in a in a scary context back when disney had some some guts man not like a disney movie to talk about suicide like that 
That's a big plot point in the it movie. It had some curse words in it, too, which I didn't expect from a Disney movie. Early 2000s Disney, man. They were trying to get some. For some reason, on when you look on the Google, it has Ryan Gosling in the cast. Are they remaking it? I wouldn't be surprised if they're remaking I it. I doubt they're remaking it. This movie was pretty critically panned when it came out. L. I thought it was pretty good. It is pretty good. It's a good movie. Uh, not the only Disney movie to be based solely off of a ride. Apparently, Ryan Gosling was very upset about Disney's Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Oh, 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 in July 2021, details emerged with the premiere focusing on a on a reboot. What? I told yeah. you. Yeah. There's no way. No, there is a way. It doesn't matter if it was panned when it came out. It's what, it's 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 the reputation it has garnered afterwards that matters so just, we were talking about the thing yesterday another movie that was panned when it came out justin simeon do you know this guy he's the director um tiffany haddish and lakeith stanfield whoa yeah Dang. and then oh, oh owen wilson yeah oh, rosario dawson and uh danny devito is this real y- yes it's, it's it's real upcoming film from a screenplay by Katie DePold, based on the Disneyland ride of the same name. I mean, I'll, I mean, okay, it's probably gonna be bad. It's it not has gonna the have Keith the same Stanfield. Charm. It can't be bad. It doesn't matter. It's not gonna have the Danny same. Danny DeVito's charm. probably gonna be a spooky ghost. It's he's, not gonna have the same charm. I mean, uh, look at the new, the newer Disney movie that came out about uh, a ride, Jungle Cruise. I thought that was supposed to be okay, even though it's three and a half hours long or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that actually, you know, Davis, you and I were. Very close to going to see that in the theater. Yeah, and then we found out it was like four hours long, and we're like, nope. We have we have so many things we could do in that time. That is true. Um, but I think, I think Chris, you were alluding to it earlier, is that one of our favorite films is also a Disney movie uh, based on a ride that came out around this time, back in the early 2000s. And that is, of course, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So um, I think... I don't know. Like, obviously, they ran. Pirates of the Caribbean is totally different, though. How? Explain yourself. It, it's like not even loosely. It's like they got the idea of pirates, and they're like, "Let's make this good," and like, it's, but they didn't really. You can't, you can't. You can't say that they're not the same. Have you ridden either one of the rides? The Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You sit in a boat and you look at pirates do pirate things, and then skeletons dressed as pirates do pirate things, and that's the ride. My the point. haunted mansion is you go through a haunted mansion and you look at ghosts do ghost things here and the, that's it. They one both of had them, to draw a narrative haunted from mansion, zero, listen, zero things. Haunted mansion is about the haunted mansion. Pirates of the Caribbean is about pirates. One is a lot broader and isn't restricted to having to be in a haunted mansion. And one of them has to be in a haunted mansion because it's about a ride called okay, the Haunted Mansion. Okay, but they mansion. also had to uh, find a way to provide context for the skeleton pirates. And they did, didn't they? It was awesome. Yeah, they did. I don't Pirates know what Caribbean your is, argument is. I'm just saying Pirates of the Caribbean is way better. It's just good as a standalone movie. But, but Haunted the, Mansion, you, I feel like you have to have ridden the ride. Not at all. The Haunted Mansion ride has nothing to do with the Haunted Mansion movie. They're I agree. both just animatronics. Look at these animatronics. Look how cool they look. Okay, now wait in line for two hours. That's those are the rides. There's no story to either one of them. Now later on, they added 
you know, Jack Sparrow standing there going like, "Ahoy, mate!" He comes out of the he comes out of the barrel, looking like all like. He does. No, he's actually looks pretty good, Chris. I know the Jack Sparrow looks good, and then he's sitting in the chair. He goes, <laughs> then another he visual comes out of the barrel. Yeah, I wonder what he was doing in there. No, no telling. I was hiding. The <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Overall. This is uh, a great, a great film. I once again, I would recommend it. it's on Disney Plus if you uh, if you have that service uh, to check it out. I mean, it it really got me in the Halloween spirit. It's it's a it uh, had me enthralled. Uh, yeah, I was uh, it was a uh, you know I'm I'm at a loss. Speaking of Halloween, how's the costume coming along, Jack? It's great. Thoughts on wearing it to the game? No. Are you one of the wares to the game? No, it's gonna be too cold hmm. to be wearing my 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 cotton shirt. Fair. Um. The yeah I, okay I'm sorry I've been I'm reading about the zombies from the mausoleum because that was probably the scariest scene in the it movie. It was they were running they were gonna eat them. Um. Uh. That I mean I don't know I feel like this the, the Eddie Murphy did such a good job it was so funny the scene where he's getting chased by the marching band. I must have been clocked out for that scene. I don't remember that one. Well, he gets chased by a bunch. He gets chased by Madame Leota's like flying instruments. Oh, I do remember that. And it's like making all the sounds when he's running through the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's like the fiddle is chasing him while it's still fiddling. I, like it's just moments like that. It was very uh, I don't want to say wholesome, but it was indeed just very wholesome humor. It was fun. That uh, just put a smile on my face. It was very it was very light watching, and uh, I very much enjoyed it. So. That's my wreck and effect for today is uh, checking out The Haunted Mansion, the 2003 film. Uh, it's a horror comedy film. Uh, it got mostly negative reviews, like uh, like Davis said. It did gross over $90 million, though, so I think I think we know who I think wrong. I might have saw this in uh, – I didn't see it in theaters, but I used to watch it all the time as a kid on DVD. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have I have vivid memories of the, uh, the mausoleum scene just I because it was pure terror as a child, but uh, – I don't really know how else I would have watched this other than like on the Disney Channel, you know. The only thing I remember is really Madame Leota and like the windows. That's like the only two things that really stuck out of my mind from this movie. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting two things. This was the first film to air on uh, Disney Channel to contain profanity. Interesting. So, Breaking Ground was the Haunted Mansion back in the day. Like I said, man, it's got some adult things in it. I was surprised for a Disney movie. Didn't now- pull any punches. Nowadays they. They would hesitate on anything, I feel like, unlike a Disney movie. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we got some more Halloween chat coming up, including some other scary movies we've watched so far this Halloween season and uh, the best candies to eat on Halloween night. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with some more Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. And however you may be joining us today on this chilly Tuesday morning, we welcome you and thank you for doing so. We hope you are having a great start to your day and we appreciate you choosing to spend your morning with us here on Compact Discourse. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hard, running alongside Davis Carroll and Chris Tobias on a Tuesday. Welcoming in station manager Grayson Moyer to the show. And uh, we hope you are watching us on our YouTube live stream available on WEGL's 
YouTube page. That is, of course, WEGL 91.1 on YouTube. So check that out if you have not already. You can see it's all in uh, living color to uh, check out the show and all the uh, visual gags that uh, Davis has been doing so far in the first hour. All right, we're going to jump right into things. We are uh, discussing our Halloween festivities, including the Haunted Mansion that we lo- watched last night. Um, I also watched another film called The Phantom of the Megaplex, which was not as good and not as worth talking about. No, full, full pretty dis- silly. Full disclosure, I want to hear the end of this one because I was watching this with you and left about halfway through because I was bored and tired. Okay, well. Uh, who was the Phantom of the Megaplex? <laughs> Um, I guess I guess I'll uh, I'll just I'll just roll out the carpet here. Okay. The Phantom of the Megaplex is a uh, Disney Channel original movie that is also on Disney Plus. If you are if you're watching the Haunted Mansion and want to have the same double feature I did, uh, you can check out Phantom of the Megaplex on Disney Plus. It is a in the year 2000, uh, which means it's bad. So it is loosely based on the plot of the Phantom of the Opera, and I use loose the book, not the stage play. Okay, that's worth noting. The book from 1800 France, and not <laughs> not the Android Lo- and Lloyd Webber, not the much more profitable and frankly better piece of media. So it is loosely based, and and I I don't know. It's probably loosely based on both of them, considering how loosely based it is. Just yeah. The only two bullet points is that there's a phantom, and it's in a movie theater. So basically, the plot of this one is that uh, there's some some dumb kid. And he's the uh, he's the manager, assistant manager of this movie theater, who is staffed by a bunch of seventeen year olds, and he's kind of running around and taking care of things. And there is a big movie premiere for a basically what looks to be like a Jurassic Park type situation. Uh, there's a dinosaur, but we don't get very many plot points about this big movie that's being premiered at the, at this movie theater. Other than that, there's a lot of famous. Uh, movie stars that are coming to the movie theater tonight and everything has to be perfect so of course everything goes wrong and there's uh you know like bombs going off in the in the in the lobby and gumballs now do they ever show the movie that's being premiered because they do spend a lot of time on the background films as like side gags like farmer brown went to town it's just a dude putting stuff in the back of his truck and they keep cutting back to it yes farmer brown went to town uh there's also uh Penguins 4. Penguins 4, which is the hockey movie. There's a tornado movie that is literally just B-roll of weather. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they they didn't spend a lot of money on, on, on the movie inside the movies they were making. But um, the manager of the movie theater is trying really hard to impress the owner of the movie theater. And uh, th- that's the through line of the movie. And he keeps getting, like, captured. And the Phantom of the Megaplex, so-called keeps uh, making things go wrong and, you know, throwing stuff on people and everyone's really upset and nobody's having a good time, all because of the fan of the Megaplex. And then when the premiere finally does come around, uh, basically the, uh, I don't even know, they steal a giant inflatable dinosaur off the roof of the movie theater and inflate it inside the movie theater and they tie the kids up on the roof and this is somehow some kind of big problem like everyone's like freaking out like this is the the end of the world because there's a dinosaur inflatable (laughs) inside the movie theater they're really upset about that they drop it on the director and it eats them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i shouldn't have left no sounds crazy no it's not good it was fun Um, it was and then uh and then our, our our hero 
grabs the uh, the sword from the King Arthur movie. Oh no no, it was called Merlin on Mars. Okay. Uh, and he stabs the, the animatronic or the inflatable dinosaur, and he has like a like a knockdown drag out fight with the the, the phantom. With, oh, I thought you were gonna say with the dinosaur. <laughs> he has that too. Um, he slays the dinosaur, and he pulls it off. Quickly. And of course, it's the assistant manager who just wanted the uh, or the manager of the theater who just wanted the uh, the the owner of the theater to notice him. And so I don't yeah. know. Now, for some reason, I had it in my head that this was the first Disney Channel original movie. I think it's the only one that they would still, like, play occasionally. Like, I'd see it on, like, 2 a.m. Disney Channel when I was a kid. But the first one is also a scary movie. It's called Under Wraps. It's a mummy movie. Whoa! We need th- This could be our next watch and review. The first probably also awful. Um, I think they redid that. Came out in 1997. Let, let me let me look further about if they came up with under wraps. I think they've redone this very recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Like this year. It's, it. I feel like that's like. I I don't think they remake their own stuff very often. That would be uncommon. Well, I think they might be setting an interesting precedent here. We might get TV an, movie 2021. Once they make the new Halloween Town. Oh goodness. Twelve-year-olds. <laughs> Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy accidentally revive a mummy they discover in a neighbor's basement. They affectionately name the mummy Harold and must rush to return him to his resting place before midnight on Halloween. Now, that's funny. The the Disney wiki that I'm on, terrible website, um, they say they find it in the basement of a dead man's house, but dead is in quotes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that gives away a lot of the plot really in one buries sentence. buries the lead, Disney wiki. Yeah. Is this the same under wraps? Wait, well, obviously which, which this one is are you the looking same at? one. I'm looking at one from 2021. Oh, I'm looking at 1997. Maybe okay, there they you changed go. the plot. Well, yours, yours, your mummy is named Gilbert. All right, let's put these on at the same time. And uh, my mummy is named. If it's just shot for shot uh, remake, <laughs> Harold. Just second by second. This was somebody's first movie they ever saw, and what? now they're a director. Why'd they change it from Gilbert to Harold? Oh wait, no. It's uh, kind they of the just times. have the they have the listing of the uh, the characters in a different order. So I was just they didn't. being dumb. Okay. Yeah. No. Mummy's still the same. Oh, okay. Gilbert. No, uh, Harold. I think. Well, Gilbert is one of the children. Okay. The mummy in the 1971 also portrays Ted, Marshall's stepfather. Interesting. I like movies. Terrible. And is that one of your favorite Disney Channel original movies? I've never seen it before. It was oh. just the first one. Oh, well. They they started off strong with the mummy. Uh, my early memories as a child um, involve watching that Cartoon Network original was it a cartoon network original i don't know but it was the one with the really bad animation and the kid with the devil costume yeah and the spider lady scary, yep, the, the cg one scary godmother on yes yeah. scary godmother <laughs> that's a uh, one of the few halloween movie memories that you would watch on tv that i guess that everyone our age shares as a memory uh, watching TV movies on re- their respective cartoon channel. Well, they'd always... I, I don't know what the deal was with, um, like, the people scheduling TV and Halloween in that movie. Like, 
I, I don't think many of us were super crazy about it around <laughs> Halloween. I don't think it was anyone's favorite. Like, we look back on it fondly, but they would always play it, like, 15 times. That's true. It's like tuning in and then seeing, like, the bad CG Garfield cartoon yeah. on at, like, 2 in the afternoon. You're like, well, I guess I'm doing this. I mean, it's no, you know, Scooby-Doo, whatever the one with the hex girls is. Yeah. Right? Which is ghost. It doesn't stand on its own two legs, but we remember it fondly. It's not a good movie. It's like <laughs> well, yeah, of course. The scary, like scary Godmother. The only thing part I remember of it is at the beginning of the movie when they're like dancing all freakily. I'm looking through like I never saw Scary Godmother. To be no, honest, that's okay. You're I'm not looking through much. the longest, longest list of like Disney Channel original movies. They make like two a year right now. In like 2001, they made ten movies in a year. They were putting one out almost every single month. Like they, they've fallen off. I don't think that because TV movies aren't really the hype. They were anymore. making sequels. And well, stuff. Disney Channel doesn't even exist anymore, anyway. Does it not? It's Disney Plus now. They're oh, getting I rid didn't of know Disney that. Channel. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So the, I mean, the cable's dead. Good, but yeah. of the original movies is going away. It's just something that's exclusive. There were some our crazy generation. ones back there. There's you remember Luck of the Irish, where the kid turns into a leprechaun. That was in two thousand one. There was Luck of the Irish, the one... There was always someone turning Lemonade into... Lemonade Mouth. Ugh, not a fan. I, I never saw Lemonade Mouth. Uh, the one where they turn into a mermaid when she, they get in water. Um, remember that I one? I know which one you're talking about. The, yeah, you uh, got the plot wrong, but there are mermaids in it. Another... I thought it was when they got in water, like... they turn into mermaids. No, it's when you turn 13. Yeah, that's... You're, you're thinking of a different movie. That's with the Australian... See, there's more than one. Oh, what no. A... That one. What about the one uh, where... <laughs> Casper goes to like ghost school. I don't think that's a Disney Channel movie. No, that's not Disney Channel, but it has the it's, other ghosts related there, so three to three ghosts. Like it I relate it to like T V movie memories on Halloween. The live watching. action Casper? No, it was a cartoon one oh, well. and it, he was at like ghost school because his three are they like his uncles? The bullies? The the three ghosts that are like his the, uncles. The goofy, or whatever. The goofy yeah, ghosts. The, the three stooges ghosts. Send him to to Ghoul Academy or something because he's not scary. And I remember he has like beef with like the head, the headmaster or whatever because he like doesn't want to scare anyone. And he gets assigned to a kid, and he becomes friends with the kid. That's the li- yeah. him. That's the live action one, Jack. Yeah, is that the live action one? I maybe no, mine. I don't know if it oh, is. No, I'm I'm thinking it's the Casper the the live action one. He's like in a house, and then like a new family moves in and becomes friends with the people living there. I no, think. Yeah. I'm thinking of a CG one. We're, we're thinking about two CG. separate movies, two very similar movies because you know it's Casper. It's only, not exactly a a deep well of material here. Mm-hmm. You can only he's do a so friendly much ghost. with Casper the friendly ghost. All right, we're gonna keep talking about our scariest scariest Halloween movies on the other side of a break. So don't go anywhere. We got plenty to talk to about on uh, this episode of Compact Discourse, including. The Auburn uh, men's basketball scrimmage coming up on Friday before the Ole Miss games comes up on Saturday. Wear orange to that one. Uh, Make plans to do so. And uh, plenty of other exciting stuff. Halloween chat will continue on the other side of this five-minute, nine o'clock break. Keep it right here on WEGL 91.1 FM listening to Compact Discourse. 91.1 WEGL FM. Auburn University. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 
FM, WEGLFM.com, or however you are joining us today. We welcome you, and thank you for doing so. Thank you for spending your Tuesday morning with us here in the booth in WEGL. We are on the campus of Auburn University in the Harold Melton Student Center, where there is a new Aubie banner hanging on the side of the building. Talked about that in the first hour, if you'd like to go back and listen to the podcast and hear our discussion about that. But uh, we're excited to get on with the show. I'm your host, as always, Jack Hart, joined alongside Grayson Moyer, Davis Carroll, and Krista Bias. we got the four box running on the YouTube live stream. If you'd like to see our beautiful smiling faces on this Tuesday morning, you can check it out on the WEGL YouTube page where you can see a lot of great content from WEGL, including uh, not only the, uh, the Compact Discourse episodes, but also uh, some Weagle sessions and uh, some other things, including, uh, you know, even some Auburn hockey. You never know what you'll find on the WEGL YouTube page. So check it out if you haven't already. We'd, uh, we'd love to hear some feedback from you. And if you want to send some feedback, we do have a Twitter account, at CDISCAU. We'd love to hear from you, at CDISCAU. Thanks to Daniel for uh, sending some feedback yesterday. We love to hear that, and uh, we love to see it. It helps, make us, helps us make the show better. So we'll jump right back into our discussion. And uh, it's Halloween, if you will, if, if you're okay with that term. Ooh. Boo. Ooh. <laughs> Halloween is just five days away. Um, there's a smashed pumpkin that I have to step over on my commute every morning. And uh, I, I, if that doesn't get me in the spirit, I don't know what will. You should replace it with a, like a, a non-smashed pumpkin. But like you should it, put a new one in its place just to mess with the owner. It's in a parking lot. I don't think it has an owner. Still funny. It would be a funny bit. I mean, it can't just be you that has to step over. It it, came back to life. If only for me, that would be very funny. It would be a very ghost host action of you. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. uh, That's a good thing you've inadvertently brought up. How do we (laughs) feel about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Love it. Never seen it. Love it. You would like it. It's a great movie. Honestly, good. Good uh, Thanksgiving movie. And my justification for that is that it is a Halloween movie that then becomes a Christmas movie. So it can warm you up for the Christmas season uh, while also still relishing in the Halloween spirit. So it's a sandwich movie. So it's a sandwich movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the meat. And it's sandwiches season. If Halloween is bread and Christmas is bread, the meat is Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, the meat's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, the meat's Thanksgiving, and the tomatoes and lettuce and onions and pickles are, you know, Black uh, Friday, Boxing Day, Nightmare Before Christmas. All the side items. It gets you in the mood. I I love that movie. It's a great movie. I've seen it quite a few times. All right. Hocus Pocus. Never seen it. Never seen it. Don't care. Is that the one with the witches? Yeah. I don't know where the... Don't ask Alex about it. I feel like that's one of those ones where it wasn't ever actually really popular. Just one day somebody was like, you know what I remember? This movie. And then everyone was like, I remember it too. Sit down. I was the first one that remembered it. I feel like it's the same thing. I I don't think you're giving this enough credit. I think it's the same thing. It is a cult classic. I think it's just before our time. Yeah. It was released in like July, I'm pretty sure. I remember Halloween Town. The year it came out. Thanks, Davis. I don't know the year. I'm just saying that it wasn't released in October, so it kind of went under the radar. 1993. Yeah, that's way before our time. So, like, I I, I think people genuinely do like this movie. Why are people our age the ones that are like, oh, I remember this movie? Because it played on Disney Channel. Yeah. 
I watch Disney Channel all the time. I you lived in Germany movie. at the time. <laughs> I got American channels. What do you think I it watched? It came out July 16th, 1993. <laughs> and I lived in Italy, not Germany. Same thing. Bad take. <laughs> Different thing. Italy's known for loving its Disney Oh, I thought you had movies. all the same American channels. <laughs> I watched American television. That's besides the point. <laughs> That's besides the point. The point is that I don't know where... It it came from, and it's the same issue I have with Polar Express because you know people were not watching Polar Express what? like so that. We watched it I, every like every yeah, Christmas our, our at school. Like it. we they played it. Yeah, like that's I, the one movie they'd play. I, I do not feel fond of the Polar Express, but um, my teachers liked it because it was like clean and sort of milk yeah. toast. Like it wasn't too big into the like religious aspects of the holiday. You just kind of watched it. it was just, Santa was there. And even the Santa part was pretty vague. Tom Hanks was there. Yeah, it doesn't even take a stance on Santa. It wasn't about Santa. It was about the journey and growing up. That's it's about, yeah. it's it's about movie, the friends you made along the it's way. A, it's a movie about Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Funny guy. Everything this guy Hanks says is a sitch. <laughs> All right. I'm a ghost. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I like Beetlejuice. Yeah. His like, head shrinks. I wouldn't even call that specifically a Halloween That's movie. It's Michael Keaton. It's just sort of spooky. Hey, baby. But it is a great movie. <laughs> Doesn't he say that? Or am Something I, like that. I mean, it's hey, Beetlejuice. Mama. He says a lot of things. He He's so funny. Things. We've said his name three times. He's going to no! show up. No! We're going to say Candyman next. He's going to show uh, up, too. Yeah. No. Um, what's another good Halloween Ghostbusters. movie? Love Ghostbusters. Love Ghostbusters. Yeah, That's absolutely. Not, 100%. That's not even a Halloween movie, I feel like. That's not an anytime movie. Okay, what do you constitute as a Halloween the, movie? The, the bucket of Halloween movies runs dry <laughs> very, very Does it have shortly. to be set on Halloween for you? All right, Monster House. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie to you, Chris? Oh, you're right. Die Hard is people. a Christmas movie. It's literally about Christmas. Milk Toast Take. Grow up. You sound you guys, Alex. It's a up. good movie. You should watch it on Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's beside the point. It's an action movie set do on we, Christmas that you watch on Christmas. Chris, what would you define as your favorite Halloween movie? My what favorite is it? Halloween movie? Throw it out there. Um, I might have to think about this one for a second. So if someone else has uh, right, Davis, one already. I don't have one block. that comes to – I just think of – when you say like a Halloween movie, I just think of like a horror movie. But I know that's not what you want. So I'm going to think a little bit. I mean, if it's a movie you watch like every Halloween or it's just one you have like fond I, memories of, like. I guess, I mean, like Halloween Town's what I used to watch as a kid, but like probably Scooby Doo, probably like Zombie Island or Witch's yeah. Ghost. My, mine's Witch's Ghost. I don't think I have like a set Halloween movie that I like to watch. For me, it's more, I have more of a tradition on, on Christmas, which I think everyone has. I don't. But Halloween is more like getting in the spirit, like watching any scary movie yeah. or something like that. Halloween, I think, is. It's one of the only holidays where I really get into the, okay, this is like a week-long thing. Yeah. These are the vibes I'm putting off, and it's not just on the day. I like Halloween television episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's Like, I really like – one of my – like, I don't I – don't, you know, uh, the, the thing I like to watch around Halloween is, is the, the regular show episodes, like the, the, little, the little diegetic short stories, scary short stories. I like those a lot. I've always enjoyed um, – uh, Great Pumpkin from Tr- Charlie Brown. That's just uh, just a run-on from my parents. I really enjoy that one. You know what I what I um, associate with the fall season, kind of October, not a Halloween movie, and I want to see how you guys feel about this, but my brain, for whatever reason, a movie that I always watch around this time is James and the Giant Peach. Never seen it. Yeah, never seen it. I've read it. I've never seen I it. I love that movie. Love it. I associate My brain associates it with, like, October. Don't ask me why, but February's red. 
February's. Okay, I get that. That was a joke for Jack. You're not, you're not allowed <laughs> to get that one. And Wednesdays are blue, and math is... <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, we are going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we will be talking about um, the Jerry Seinfeld Halloween book. <laughs> I we're hope t- not. We're talking about candy, because uh, one, of the, one of the lines in that book is that, you know, life is just a vehicle to get your, get your hands on more candy. So we'll be talking about candy. We'll be talking about the Jerry Seinfeld Halloween book. And uh, we'll talk about a lot more on the other side of a break. So keep it right here. The Halloween chat will continue right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeGoFM.com. However you're joining us today, thank you for doing so. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Chris Tobias, Davis Carroll, and Grayson Moyer. We're having our Halloween chat, as we are wont to do on a Halloween such as this. Five days away is your countdown for Halloween. Halloween's also shaping up to be Game 5 or the uh, of the World Series between the, uh, the Astros and the Braves. We're looking forward to that as well as Auburn versus Ole Miss coming up on the 30th, the day before. So a weekend full of excitement, no matter what you're excited about, coming up this weekend for the penultimate, or the ultimate, rather, weekend of the 10th month of the year. That's October. So November fast approaching as the semester rolls on. Hope everyone's having a good academic year so far. Keep those grades up and continue to do well in all of your studies. All right, uh, back during independent reading time, in, in grade school, there was one book that was more coveted than any other book. So, full disclosure, even though I pointed the cover of this book at the webcam, I have never, ever heard of it before. And this is coming as a complete surprise to me that you have any idea what it is. And this book is, of course, the Jerry Seinfeld Halloween book. <laughs> it was strided by James Bennett. This book was really weird, but people liked it because it was weird. Um, and it was about Halloween and candy. Um, it's basically Jerry Seinfeld's Halloween act about how like lame Halloween is when you're a kid uh, transcribed into a kid's book and then put to like goofy Reader's Digest uh, cartoons. Okay. And it's just, you know, it, it literally, it, it's his act. Like um, when I first heard the act, it was like a, an exhumed memory that was being pulled out <laughs> of my head of, of reading this book in second grade. Um, about how, you know, uh, you get the Superman mask and it fogs up and it, there's like a rubber band that keeps snapping so you have to keep retying it. Just, you know, very like, uh, what's the deal with Halloween, if you will. So I mean, seems, seems pretty in line for Jerry Seinfeld. But the, 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 one of the lines that stuck with me about it is, of course, the, uh, the line about the circus peanut, about how we only want name brand candy and he throws the circus peanut back at the old lady. But there's also the... The main crux of Halloween when you're a kid is that it's the only time you get free candy. Every other time is like you have to go out and seek candy, beg for candy, do all this to get candy. But Halloween's the one night where candy's just poured on you, so you have to take advantage of it and, you know, have a, have a game plan. And there's no, no messing around on Halloween. And with that, we will segue into 
of a discussion of candy, which I know Davis is excited about. He's a, he's a candy connoisseur. I've had some thoughts bouncing around my head, some opinions. I may not have as much to contribute about this, uh, but I will say I had a uh, I might have a new favorite. That was a a Reese's a Reese's stick. What are they called? Reese yeah Reese's sticks. Reese's sticks. It's kind of like a Kit Kat. I had one uh, awesome. Sunday night. I'm, I don't know. I might be coming around to candy, so we'll see. Good. Davis, uh, opening statements. So look, uh, candy is awesome. There's so many different varieties of candy. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to have an opening statement about candy without just saying it's good. Uh, my favorite candy is really hard to pin down. I have a lot of them. Like you have like your upper tier. Name one. I really like Kit Kats. I really like Snickers. I really like pretzel M&Ms, but I don't have, like, one pinned-down favorite. I have, like, an upper tier that if I could, like, choose between those, maybe I'd choose those before any others. Whatchamacallits are really good, but they might have been my upper tier. But yesterday I was thinking about it. Jack and I had a nice discussion in our respective meetings about uh, I think that Kit Kats are the most shareable candy in and of themselves that are just a candy that's supposed to be built into one spot. It's not like M&M's where you can like just okay. give them one or two. So of a single object that you're yes. meant to break apart. Like it's, and it's, in, it's in a bar what, you can break off the... What is the argument against a, like a Hershey, right? So the thing is with Hershey's for me is each of the little blocks are really small. Okay. And they're not as... Like when you break them off, they're more likely to break than Kit Kats. Kit Kats are sturdy. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's all, they usually stay in their one spot if you do it right. And then you can even break them again, and they'll usually hold their shape well. I'll also say, in terms of Kit Kats, the, the, because Kit Kats are so much taller than a Hershey bar, the point of contact as a ratio of the, the height of the candy bar, mm-hmm. it makes for a more, a more clean break. Yes. True. True. Have you ever put a Hershey in the freezer? That, yes. that was my family's thing. We would put Hershey's in the freezer and then break them We'd up. always put Reese's in the freezer for my family. We, we would do the same with M&M's. It would anger my sister to no end, but my dad, my mom, and I would just... break a tooth we, on a we'd frozen love these, M&M. these cold, hard M&M's that just stayed cold in Cold M&M's freezer. are really good. I they, used to do they'd immediately bleed all their color onto your hands, no matter what temperature they were at. Neat. It was It was pretty good. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I don't know many very shareable candies. Exactly. Like, candy feels like it's mostly intended to be a, a very individual experience. And maybe we're missing out because well, Kit of that. Kit Kat hangs their hat on it. Their whole slogan is, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah. So, I feel like they, they've really, they've pinned down the market. They've cornered the market on it. They know what they're doing when they when you want to share candies. Hershey's a close second. Okay, what's what's the least shareable candy then? Gum? That's not candy. <laughs> It comes in Ooh, bold, bold. I feel like gum is Tootsie a, rolls. its own thing. I, I Tootsie think, rolls are pretty unshareable. I think some gums are candy, some are not. You can't, I don't think you can do a Like, a juicy Tootsie fruit roll. is candy, five gum is not. If, if it doesn't serve a utility, if it's just for flavor, then it's a candy. You know, you ever, you, did you ever have Tootsie Rolls as a kid? Yeah. You remember the the bigger ones that had the like the notches? I was never sure if that was for sharing or for like segment it when you're eating it those were legitimately when i was a kid my favorite candy oh, I love Tootsie Rolls. without not not the chocolate ones though the flavored oh. ones so like the weird vanilla ones i'm gonna oh, back out on weird. i'm not a big fan of those that. weird I, I would always dig through the candy bag and find those first because those like i never saw them outside of halloween there was no option to get them 
Tootsie Rolls were awesome. So those are my favorite. I'm really nostalgic for Tootsie Roll Pops. My granddad always got them. He's still alive. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's <laughs> dead. But he still gets them sometimes. And I remember, like, I'd go over to his house and he'd just hand me one. And my favorite was the chocolate. The blueberry one was okay. I think it was blueberry. The blue one, whatever it was. I kind of like that one. But the chocolate's still my favorite. And I still love Tootsie Roll Pops. They're so good. Mm. I kind of want one now. What, what's your input on this, Chris? What's your S-tier candy? Um, I like chocolate. I just like chocolate. Chocolate in general. Do you have like a fa- like you go to the gas station and you look at all the choices? Which one do you choose? Chocolate. I just I'm a chocolate guy. I don't like um if we're like candy like sweets. I like Sour Patch Kids, but mm. I don't really delve into the world of sweets much. I'm a I just like chocolate. M and M's. That's where Hershey I'm at. Bar now. Reese's. I just I will crush some chocolate. Have you always been like that, or is that something you got a little bit older and then? I've always been a chocolate guy, even as a kid. I never liked fruity candies usually. I like Skittles, and that's really the extent of it. Sweets were good, but like, I I always preferred chocolate. I don't. I just always loved it. Little kid, I was like really hard line about sweet stuff. I I honestly didn't care that much about chocolate, and like as I've gotten a little bit older, I've like completely gone the other direction. I'm now full Chris, but I used to be full anti-Chris. <laughs> full anti-Chris. I mean, just in general, but also on this. Chocolate is great. Yeah, I'm a chocolate person now. One of my big downfalls is after I eat dinner, my brain is just like, you know what you yes, need some right sweets. now? Some Ooh, chocolate. That's every time. Not even sweets, man. Sometimes when I'm, when I'm like, when I give in to the demon, I'll go into my <laughs> freezer and I'll get a handful of like, <laughs> oh, no. like, the cook, like the cooking like chocolate. Oh, the, that you put in like cookies and terrible. stuff, and I'll just slam it like it's like peanuts or something. My my big problem after dinner used to be when I was um when I was living at Jack's over the summer, I was about twenty feet from a convenience store at all times, so I'd get done with dinner and be like, you know what would be really mm. good right now? Oh my mm. gosh, you're making me I'm starving. An ice cream now. and a Dr Pepper. No, oh my starve. goodness, I can go get whatever I want for three dollars, <gasps> and now it's like. A lot more effort to go to the Circle K or something, and I think that's overall good for me. I did that last. I'm like night. the hungriest I've been in three <laughs> days right now. I walked to oh the gas God. station and got some Ben and Jerry's last night because I caved into the demons. Like it's it's a very enticing thing when it's that close, and especially I'm sick how hungry well I'm getting right now. <laughs> Relax. I'm so there. hungry. He's oh so ravenous well, right now. It's also like my apartment. I don't keep any of this stuff on hand. I no, don't, you can't. I don't have that's, like that's key. I don't have snacks. I don't have sweet stuff in my apartment because I will demolish them. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, go ahead. My, my dad always jokes um, that uh, whenever you buy sweets, you have to eat it all in one setting so you don't eat it again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, so that's true. I've adopted that mentality from my father <laughs> where when my mom goes and buys like a packet of Oreos, that thing is gone that day. <laughs> yeah, Y'all ever uh, been so hungry it makes you feel like you're going to throw up? No, you're not that. Hungry I'm that right hungry now. right I saw now. You, I saw you eat a cheeseburger like 12 hours ago. <laughs> I'm Davis. so hungry. You skipped you class were... to hang out on this segment. I haven't skipped class it yet. It's at 9:30. <laughs> it's still it's still in the it's no, still in the works that I could that I could skip it. <laughs> oh, two minutes to midnight. My friend's there. He could take notes for me. Two All right. minutes until Davis well, is a truant. Be a good student. If anyone has a closing statement on on, on candy thoughts mm, for now, chocolate good. I, I'm gonna yeah. I think <laughs> chocolate good. Candy good. All right. <laughs> With that, we are gonna let Davis get to his class. Ah! So we will be right back 
after about two minutes break. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. The conversation continues on the other side of a break. Don't go anywhere. The Halloween chat will return in about two minutes. So we'll be right here. I'm Jack Hart hanging out with Grayson, Chris, and Davis on Compact Discourse on WEGL, Auburn's student-run radio station since 1971. We'll talk to you in about two minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart. Joined alongside station manager Grayson Moyer and civilian Chris Tobias. Welcoming you into the show for this exciting uh, exciting day here on WEGL. we got a lot coming up on the station. If you want to check out WEGLFM.com, you can see the schedule for the uh, list of shows today. We've got two hours of rock music coming on after compact discourse as always so uh check it out if you haven't already okay um chipotle canceling the burrito deal the what the burrito deal what (laughs) thanks jack that that was what we needed clarification i thought you didn't hear me um so the uh it's the uh it's the five dollar burrito if you show up in costume oh not happening this year why'd they cancel it um covid oh you can digitally visit chipotle they probably this is a this is a rabbit hole I didn't need to go down. Get it like DoorDash to you? Okay, all right, here we go, here we go. Um, the fast casual chain said to celebrate the 21st year of Burrito, Burrito, it will become the first restaurant brand to open a virtual ro- location on Roblox. What? A global platform Sorry, bringing what? millions of people together through a shared experience. Chipotle plans to give one million dollars worth of free burritos through the quote Chipotle Burrito Maze. At roblox.com slash chipotle, where fans also have access to virtual Halloween costumes. And I'm looking at a scary picture of a 3D skeleton. Looks like it's in Fortnite outside of a Roblox Chipotle. Um, Chipotle says the digital offer is a, quote, fun way to visit the restaurant virtually and experience burrito in the universe, in the metaverse, for the first time. Um, So I have no idea how I I missed the block, missed the block, missed the boat on Roblox so completely. Like, I, I feel like remembering as a kid, I felt like Roblox was old and a predecessor to Minecraft, and now I'm older and it feels new. It was like a joke in the middle school. Yeah, like you, you play Roblox, you're poor. That's how it it's like, it's Because middle schoolers are mean. <laughs> Roblox was like, nobody played Ro- Roblox. It was like a joke. Like, I, I don't know. When, when did it get to this point? Like, it feels like I overnight mean, we I, ended up here. I feel like it's just been cooking. It's It's been doing its thing for 10 years now, 15 years now. I remember, I remember playing since, like, I, I played in, like, third grade, which is, like, 15 years ago at this yeah. point. It's just been cooking. It's just been sucking in. Like, for every person that says, oh, that's dumb, you, you, you like, capture in two more third graders. So, like, it's like second life. Roblox has just been, like, cooking in the background and much like Fortnite. It's just you can make a lot of money off of children. As, yeah. as like as unethical as that can be at times, it 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 is a very exploitable market because kids have a lot of free time. 
Yeah, but what's funny is like adults look back at it and we're like, "Hey, wait a minute, this thing's still around." That's what. what yeah, what we're what doing right I now. Do <laughs> and now there's a Chipotle in it. Yeah, like the the other weird thing with it is, is it has like as part of the structure of it, almost like Gmod, where you can make your own games. Like that's the whole big thing that people can do. So like that's what adults do on the platform. They make the games and then sell things to children, like in app. Basically, in app purchases. There's no that are not affiliated biome. with Roblox. There's no Moe's biome in Minecraft. <laughs> I'd hope not. There's a Chipotle restaurant in Roblox. So from this Thursday through October the first, beginning that's Halloween, beginning at six thirty p.m. Eastern each day, the first thirty thousand Roblox users who quote visit the cashier in the virtual Chipotle restaurant in costume unquote will receive a free burrito coat. The codes then can be used on orders placed on Chipotle.com or the Chipotle app at participating web- websites through the second week of November. There's a limit of one free code per person for users 13 and older. So what they've done is instead of going to a physical Chipotle in your actual costume to get a free burrito, what you will now have to do is log on to Roblox at 6.30 p.m. and be one of the first 30,000 people to put on a virtual costume and go to a virtual Chipotle to get a code that can can be redeemed in the real world for a real burrito. I would hope. I hope it's not a Roblox burrito. You know, I like to think to verify this, they just have a Chipotle employee playing Roblox. They'd and have to. job is to write down, like, yeah, this guy's in costume. Yeah. The how, how can we leverage Roblox for Weagle? What can the Weagle special event be? Virtual I mean, Weagle. Maybe, maybe the fourth box on this show is just somebody playing Roblox. It doesn't even have to be one of us. They could just be sitting in the bullpen. I uh, mean, we've we've discussed things like this before. Weagle Twitch but, account. You know, I, I'm all for jumping on a stupid trend. Making a the a one for one recreation of the student center. In Roblox. We've already got a head start. If we can copy across Minecraft maps, we can call back the guy that was on here, you know, months ago. What's his name, Jack? Chris. Chris. We can call back Chris. A new challenge to anyone who wishes to partake. Recreate the entirety of Auburn in Roblox. And I'm not sure that that's how it works. Awarded I, I don't know. I've pride. never played Roblox. <laughs> I don't know how it works either. I've never played Explain it. Roblox to me, Jack. Uh, I, somebody <laughs> explain this newfangled game to me. I don't understand Roblox. Tell me about Clearly. it, Jack, instead of scrolling on your laptop. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got some more Halloween news for you. <laughs> Uh, a person was caught on surveillance video stealing a woman's Halloween decorations just before the holiday. This is a uh, this is right out of Florida, Chris. You might you might uh that's my people get a kick out of this one. The beloved decorations were taken from a home along Cedar Bend Drive, just off of Summerlin Road in Fort Myers. A uh, the person is seen t- on camera taking Halloween decorations from the mulch beds outside of Kristen Germano's home. Quote. I want to spread joy, and they took that joy away, said Germano. <laughs> These decorations were meant to uplift the woman's family and those in her neighborhood after all the challenges they faced during the pandemic. She says she hopes this person is found so they don't ruin the ho- the holiday for others. And, uh, yes, you can watch this harrowing, harrowing footage of the this these three two-dimensional pumpkins being stolen from this lady's munch, mulch bed. You're a mean one. Mr. Halloween Grinch. I think if you're in Halloween decorations to spread joy, you've messed up. You 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 failed long ago. Yes, at understanding. Therefore, you. 
and yeah. maybe your kids. They're for my joy, and they're to scare everyone else. That's right. Ooh. A treat to the Halloween community has also been taken away on Friday night. Her security cameras caught the thief swiping her scarecrows and signs. Good uh, good alliteration there. She, she rewatched the video over and over again in disgust. Germano was quoted as saying, I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe it. That's I, s- I see Florida's natural defense system is kicking in again. How somebody could be so disrespectful by taking somebody's Halloween decorations. It's Halloween. It is the most prank-filled holiday. It's literally trick-or-treat, like, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. Like, if you haven't come to participate, <laughs> the, why, why are you putting out decoration? The whole basis for getting candy is to threaten the person. Yeah. <laughs> give me candy or I'm going to trick you in some capacity. Give me candy or I will burn your house down. It started off as a way to keep wayfaring spirits away from homes. Yeah. You think a ghost isn't going to steal your decorations? Maybe he. Maybe was the a thief wasn't. Yeah. Whoa. Well, the Fort Myers Police Department, as far as they're concerned, this crime is being classified as a misdemeanor theft. Boring police. I'll be honest, man. Once Those again, Halloween, the police get it wrong. I feel like this guy. <laughs> I feel like this guy is like onto something in the thieving community. Because remember last year when that big ten foot skeleton dropped, and people found out it was like two grand. Oh, it's cheaper now. Oh, I mean, but it's still probably a I hefty mean, penny, we, right? We like so it's like two hundred dollars. I'm a big fan of the big skeleton. So this guy, this guy was probably like, "Now wait a minute, what if I <laughs> steal and then sell it on the black Halloween market, also known as Craigslist?" Craigslist. There were um, there were big skeletons in Arkansas. There were big skeletons in Arkansas, and they had Arkansas uniforms on. Pretty silly. It was pretty goofy. So, uh, speaking of that big skeleton, an Ohio man. His Halloween display with said massive skeleton is, is making some headlines. An Ohio man is taking the popular 12-foot Halloween skeleton from Home Depot one step further with a display that has since gone viral. Alan Perkins, who lives in Olmsted Falls, Ohio, has created a captivating display. Um, the giant 12-foot skeleton looks small compared to, be the, to, compared to the one that appears to be breaking out of his home. So this man has created one bigger even bigger, skeleton. even bigger than the 12-foot skeleton. Uh, Perkins said he uses real shingles and roofing supplies to make it look like the skeleton is breaking through the roof. Mm. He also used pallet boards and attached them together for added decorations on the windows. And it's all for St. Jude. So this guy's killing it. Big skeleton, St. Jude on Halloween. They had a new edition of the big skeleton this year, and it's called the Inferno Pumpkin. What is that? Is it just a big pumpkin? It's it's a skeleton made out of mostly pumpkin roots. I'm going to hold it up to the webcam so that everybody on the video feed can see. Um, the head is a pumpkin, and the mouth is on fire, hence the inferno part. Mm-hmm. But it's just as tall, and it costs the same $300 as the other 12-foot skeleton. I don't think we can get it. I think it's out of stock at our... Local Home Depot. The uh the Ohio the Ohio skeleton is large enough to be holding a twelve foot skeleton. Awesome. I gotta see this skeleton. It I, it's big. I list, I just googled Ohio big skeleton. Came right up. I'm gonna Google Ohio big skeleton. So uh I mean Halloween decorations, yay or nay? I think it's the one. It's the one Halloween. It, I think, er, yeah. It's the one. It's the one. Holiday. I'm not gonna say the one holiday. It's the best decoration holiday. I think like Christmas decorations. Yawn. Yeah. Halloween no. decorations. I, I think Halloween. Take. Halloween I mean, they're decorations. Just, they're you, tired. Like I don't do something. Think so it's so pretty to drive around the neighborhoods and look at all the Christmas lights. I. You know the the one family that sort of overdoes it on yes. Christmas you with mean, the like automated ev- to everyone music else light who shows? underdoes it. 
that is okay on Halloween. Yes, that exactly. is fully accept. Halloween can be about excess. Christmas, that I don't think should be. I don't, Maybe I, that's just me. I don't know where you're getting that that feeling. Christmas, you're supposed to go over the top. It spreads the holiday cheer. Well, that's the point about Halloween. It's campy. That's the whole thing. Like it's it's supposed to be scary and weird, and you can up the scare. You can't necessarily up the the cheer, I guess. But Halloween is a day, and Christmas is a season. Christmas should be a day. Christmas is a wonderful season that everyone loves, including me. Okay, Chris. He's casting. I dis- see where you. He's stand. casting dispersions. Bad take. You guys are in, in the minority on this take. I feel incorrect. There are two of us in this room, and one of you. Ask the rest of society. Time to extrapolate. <laughs> Ask the rest of society. I like Halloween decorations. I just I don't get why the why you're ragging on the Christmas decorations when I, they're the OG. Well, okay, that is. That is a big statement you made right then, that the they're the OG. The OG in holiday decorations, at least in America, you know? I'm saying I don't think you can. I, I don't think there's a point where you've gone over the top on Halloween. You you literally can't hit a ceiling. But there's a very clear and obvious line of, okay, what what are you even doing here on Christmas? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a whole joke about it in the, not Christmas vacation, whatever the. Jingle all the way. No, the National, oh, National yeah, yeah. Lampoon's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a whole, like, 20 minutes of that movie devoted to how dumb Clark is for setting up all those decorations. Well, he does it as, like, a, a And all the slapstick that yeah. comes with it. Whoa, don't plug in those lights. And he gets shocked. It's so silly. It's on the cover <laughs> of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the huge skeletons are here to stay. I like them. I really enjoy... I think... I don't know if Home Depot was pulling the strings behind this, but... Whoever <coughs> pulled the plug on uh, on big skeletons, flip the switch on them. <coughs> Net gain to society. Yep, G- giving something that awesome, that accessible. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I just like. I think um, why I like Halloween decorations is because they can be more outward. Like your your lawn can be transformed mm-hmm. into a like a graveyard. You know. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas decorations inside the house, love it. You're inside anyway. It's cold. Mm. But uh, you know, I just it. People get creative. Like I was, at, I was back at my folks' house over the weekend. Someone had like a little tea party of skeletons on their front lawn. That's so fun. It's adorable. I think you could also do a lot more with less. Like a lot of Christmas decorations, I think, are predicated on the house being like very clean and mm-hmm. well kept and pristine. And Halloween's sort of the opposite. Yeah, you it can, can look let things bad. get a little raggedy, and it adds to the. You can like throw a pallet into your yard, and you'll be like, "Well, that's just, like, that's the spooky pallet." Cr- Christmas decorations are about like. It, it brings a lot of stress, I feel like, because it, it brings about keeping up appearances. And Halloween, nah, we're getting weird. Let's go. Let's get after it. Let's get weird. Yeah. And uh, we'll continue to get weird on Compact Discourse as we, uh, we're going to head the final segment of the, uh, the show. So when we come back in about two minutes, we will have the thrilling conclusion of Compact Discourse for this Tuesday edition of the show. Don't go anywhere. 91.1 WEGL-FM, Auburn University. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Grayson Moyer. And uh, 
Chris Tobias, he's here too. It's a Tuesday, so uh, we'll get uh, we'll get right back into it. We're having a Halloween discussion as we are fast approaching the uh, scariest day of the year, Halloween, of course. We've been talking uh, all things Halloween, including Halloween decorations, Halloween candy, Halloween movies. Uh, what is, I mean, some other core tenets of the holiday we haven't gotten to yet, costumes. Have you done your costume reveals yet? Do the people know? I, I don't think I think we're saving that for Thursday. Ah, so, good choice. Uh, okay. um, good choice. I think it, uh, we'll let the suspense grow. I, I've given a few hints, uh, some few elements. Maybe if if you're if you're a fan of of me, you may know where where I'm leaning on that. But uh, uh, I've I've just dropped just dropped a few hints. I don't I've, I think the suspense should should build. It's a suspenseful holiday after all. But um, I'd like I'd like I know we we all have some some nuanced opinions about. The phenomenon of a Halloween costume, including the uh, the presence of an explanation sign. So, I think there, there's a lot to get into there, including uh, everything from couples costumes to group costumes to group costumes where everybody wears the same thing. I mean, there's there's a lot to get to the dynamics of costumes and how it changes from from when you're from when you're young to when you're party aged to when you're an adult and get, just get to answer the door. They're so fun. Can we go into the explanation sign thing first? Please because take it away. A, this is a take I am very um, adamant about. That occasionally you will see someone in a costume that is is very odd and it's not very clear what they were, are, but they have a little sign that says either what they are or it's just some extra prop with words on it that you have to read to get the costume. I've never seen that, and, and I feel like if you can't, if, if the costume isn't communicating what you are, then Maybe your costume has failed. I think you know, part of the fun maybe is it can be adjusted. If you have a weird costume that maybe people don't know, is finding that one person that does know it. Yeah, you know, like it's, well, it's it. You don't have to explain it. If you explain it, that kills the gag. Well, it's also because like a lot of costumes are. If if it has a sign, it's usually a somewhat. I, I won't say usually, but tends toward being like a lame joke. Like it's. It seemed funny when you first started building the costume, and then you got to the point where you had to write out a sign explaining what the joke is, and then it stopped being funny at that point, and now you're just a person with an explanation sign. Yeah, it's a lot like the old dissecting a frog adage that when you dissect a frog, you understand the frog a lot more, but you've also killed the frog. So jokes are the same way. Interesting. A good costume, it is immediately clear what it is, who you're supposed to be, or if it's something obscure like that, maybe it's not necessarily clear, but to the one person who knows it, it's obvious to them. With the right context, it's immediately clear, right? Yeah. You, with uh, if you find that one person, like if you dress up as like the character in a weird indie movie or something, and people are like, "Oh, you're just some weird thing," but then that one guy comes up and he's like, "I know that movie." That just makes it all the more yeah. worth it. Oh, uh, okay. So I, I I'll, I'm. I'm thinking about JP low these many years ago when he was Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. That's a pretty nondescript costume. You know, it's just it's just a t-shirt and jeans, but like It's also how JP dresses. Fair it's also enough. How JP dresses. I mean, but I think he did He that. did have the picture on on deck to be like, "I right, man, I'm this." How do you feel about that? I that, I, I think that's slightly better, but it's still it's it's explanation sign adjacent. I don't it's think, better that it's not words. I don't think it works um it, I mean, it depends. It works for some people. I wish JP were here so we could have this discussion with him and not just talking about him. I just yeah. think he's a he's a good example. That's the first example. example. It, it, if you're a nondescript, you know, 
the the problem with JP doing that costume is like that's just how JP dresses so every day. So I, oh, JP, why, I, and no I don't mean to spirit? rag on JP. It's not like he looks bad. It's not it's a bad look. If he would have committed to the bit more by maybe like oh. dyeing his hair blonde and and <laughs> having like a fake mustache like McConaughey has in Days and Confused, like, and yeah. and I don't want to rag on signs in general, right? Like, you you show up to a party wearing a brown fur suit, people will assume you're just a furry, right? <laughs> but if you have a sign that says "Uh oh, you are now Wiley Coyote," that's pretty funny. But so, that's yeah. not an explanation sign. It that's provides part of context. The costume. Yeah, it's a normal prop. Yeah, like it's not that. like I'm Wiley Coyote. <laughs> That'd be even funnier. It just I said am. I'm Wiley Coyote, <laughs> not furry. I am Wiley Coyote. Oh, what so you, are yeah. we going to be wearing our costumes on Friday to school? I don't have school on Friday, so I'll, uh, yeah. I'll I might take that challenge. Regardless, though, I might I might take take my online test in in my uh, in my costume. I think that could be fun for my Proctor U uh, Proctor. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny for them. Um, adults in costumes. Um, fun adults will still dress up. Working adults will not dress up. You know, no fault of their own. But boring adults who don't dress up just because they don't want to. I feel know. like the kind of costume you're in has to change a little. Yeah, like it's got to be more. It's got to be more like a adult themed. You know. I guess, and by that I mean like uh, usually when you you go to like a old man's house or like a parent aged adult house, they're either wearing a costume that a complements their children's costume in some cute way, or like they're Michael Myers or something, you know, like they're wearing their utility jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's how adult costumes usually go. I think that works. I I always appreciated when somebody answered the door and they had made the effort to. Also be part of the holiday spirit. Oh, yeah. Now, if you do that and your house is undecorated, that is a little strange. Raises a few questions. Maybe you maybe you are Michael Myers. Maybe you're yeah, just a mechanic maybe. and that's just your jumpsuit. Maybe. I know that my parents, my dad stopped putting up decorations because he hated having to put up and then bring <laughs> down lights and stuff. So my parents have backed out of the decoration gang. But, uh, you know, I think you can still wear costumes if you're not doing decorations. Yeah. What do you think about the merits of homemade costumes as far as lower quality but homemade in comparison to higher quality but bought? I've done that quite a few years, uh, actually, so I'm pro I'm I, pro homemade. I was Ash from Evil Dead a couple years ago, and I duct taped a toy chainsaw and got blood on my blue dress shirt, and it was a lot of fun. I was super strong into the homemade camp as a kid. That was always my thing. I would wait until day of, scrounge up whatever I could to make a costume, and I enjoyed that process a lot, which is why I went to engineering school. Um, There's a lot of pictures. It's like that scene in, in Apollo 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just <laughs> what, pour, that. D- Grayson goes in his garage, gets a Rubbermaid, pours everything out onto the table, and <laughs> says, how do we make a costume out of this? One time I took two pieces of cardboard, cut them, spray-painted them, and put ratchet straps around myself and I became a Tetris piece That's and it was fun. one of my best costumes it's pretty funny. I was the L-shaped one one time I was the just L in a the, box the backwards with like L. A, the backwards L okay, gotcha. one time I was just in a box with like a, a styrofoam circle and like some eyeliner on my face and I was like one of those fortune telling vending machines there, that was ooh, one of my highest rated costumes good one. like from big yeah no it was like labeled Zoltar from big awesome there's a lot of pictures of me as a kid wearing like Power Rangers costumes. I was big on 
dressing up as my TV heroes as a child. I like that. Jack, yeah. What did you wear? I've been I've been a Revenge of the Sith clone trooper before. I've been Jango Fett before. Um, I've been a Team Fortress Two character before. Reno Nine One One. It was one of your more popular ones. Yes, yeah, so that one. That one was got a, quite a lot of traction. Was uh that was. I think my freshman year of college, I was uh, Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911. That was a fun costume. That was a group costume. All four of us went as the same thing, which is pretty funny. Like, costume is equals funny, but, like, four people in the same costume, I, I like very group costumes funny. where you're all the same guy. It's, it's, like when, uh, it's like when we all dressed up in blazers last semester, and uh, we went as a group effort in, in costume and paraded around Auburn downtown. It's it's more fun when it's like a group thing because you know like on the outside looking in you're like, oh those those guys are having a good time. Look at them, they're all dressed as Dalmatians and one of them is a dog handler. One of them is a fireman. (laughs) Are they in a costume? They'll never tell. Yeah, Yeah. I could just be the Dalmatian club. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun that way. It's fun seeing groups have fun. Yeah, I mean there's there's a comedy to it where you're not all four four pieces of the same puzzle. You're just literally copy and pasted the same thing. Well, it's also like if if you're all going, I, I'd assume you're all going to the same function. But imagine just walking around a party where you don't know that many people and running into the same guy like five different times, the same clown like, six times. It, it you get to gaslight everyone at the party. Eight lieutenant by being the same. <laughs> I will say one of the the best costumes I've seen while I was at have been in school here was someone who went, uh, I guess, as a shower. They uh, awesome. <laughs> they had like some kind of I don't know how what the apparatus was keeping it in place, but Suffice to say, there was a circular, smaller than a hula hoop, but ring around their head where they had hung a shower curtain. So they were basically (laughs) a walking shower, and you could pull back the curtain, and there was a guy behind there. And um, it's fun for a while, but, like, I don't know, when you're, like, in the kitchen trying to get a drink with the guy, you know, it takes up a lot of real estate in a trailer. That reminds me, have we ever discussed in sort of bigger terms utility costumes? No, I don't know because about utility costumes. I, I've done this before where I was sort of dressed as like a backpacker, mm. and it, I was the DD for my group at the party, and my backpack was literally full of bottles of, like, sealed water bottles. Oh. So I was walking around the party, and I was like, you staying hydrated? And I could just toss them at them from the, like, giant backpacker from the, backpack. From the big water pack. Yeah. <laughs> utility costumes. Pretty funny. I still had cases of that water left over for, I think, two years, but, you know. A very profitable costume. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, we Halloween is fast approaching, and uh, we're very excited for it. I know I'm very excited for it. Yeah. So um, we're, we're getting ready for it. We're excited. We're uh, five days away now. It'll be on Sunday. I don't know when we're observing. I guess it's going to be a whole weekend of fun. It'll be yeah. Friday and Saturday. It's Thursday, I, Friday. I, you know, take your, it take your pick. Whatever falls on a weekend, it stretches Almost out. guarantee people are going to be wearing costumes to the game on Saturday, which is something that I would promote. I think that's fun. I think that's a fun thing to do. Yes, and it will be cold on Saturday, so please, if you are wearing a costume, make sure you're dressed as, you know, like an abominable snowman or yeah. like a, a guy in parka, uh, something like that. And wear orange to the game because that is that is the bill from the athletics department. And uh, stay in the student section for the whole game because it's going to be a lot of fun. Lane yeah. Kiffin's going to be there. Don't bring any golf balls to the game. Um, try to avoid any 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 unforeseen circumstances there. So cheer on defense, be quiet on offense. 
that is the assignment. So we are looking forward to the game this weekend. So I hope you all have had a great time listening to Halloween Chat today. Thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, however you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WEGLFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, commercial-free, wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU, that's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U, for links to that podcast, information about the show, and to get important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show and join the conversation. We are, of course, Auburn's only student-run morning show. You might want to follow the station. W-E-G-L on Twitter and Instagram, W-E-G-L underscore A-U. That's W-E-G-L underscore A-U, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, and for that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Grayson Moyer, and Chris Tobias, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We will wish you a great rest of your Tuesday. We will talk to you tomorrow at 8 a.m. for a Wednesday edition of Compact Discourse. This is Jack Hart, as always, signing off. Or Eagle, go 1-0, and happy Halloween. Have a great rest of your week. Is this haunted room actually stretching?